This is More Than Conquerors with your Bible teacher, Pastor Ray Hagestilianos. As a teaching pastor for almost 30 years, Pastor Ray's heart and vision is simply to build up God's army, enabling them to stand strong in their faith. As the senior pastor at Living Word Christian Church in White Plains, New York, Pastor Ray will challenge you today to begin your walk in integrity and victory, forever changing your life as transformed by the power of God. More Than Conquerors is supported by the generous gifts of listeners like you. You can find us online by going to livingwordchurch.org. Pastor Ray's deep teaching over the next two days, As Your Soul Prospers, begins with a basic definition of the makeup of a man, body, soul, and spirit. The body, of course, will eventually die. Pastor defines the soul as the intellectual and emotional part of a man's makeup feeding his spirit man, the only part of man's makeup that goes on to live forever. Just as food nourishes and keeps the body healthy, so also does the Word of God that is being fed into and building up the intellectual and emotional spirit part of a man's makeup. Proverbs says, As a man thinks in his heart, so is he. Obviously, the spirit man is very clearly the product of what his intellect hears and what his thoughts are about the Word of God. Here's Pastor with more detail on why uplifting, positive, godly truth will always filter into the spirit man and always produce good results. Those of you that are here, I think you'll be enriched by this and and you'll be encouraged and and blessed. But I want to, um, let's go back to the third epistle of John, those of you that are plugging in with us for the very first time. And um, the the verse that we're using is verse 2. And it says, Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health just as your soul prospers. And we're talking about the word prosperity as it is defined uh, in, uh, uh, in the original language. That word prosperity that's being used here is a full prosperity. It touches every aspect of your life. So when we're talking about prosperity, we're not just talking about money. We're talking about everything that's attached to your life prospering or getting along well, all right? How many of you want to get along well in life? Now, I'm here to encourage you tonight because I believe that some of the greatest days of the fullness of God's prosperity is about to unfold in your life. I really believe that. I believe that there are so many that are just standing on the, on the border of of falling into a greater level of God's prosperity, but you need a preacher like me to just push you a little bit over the edge. You know, you need, you need, you need somebody, somebody to just give you that one little oof so you can fall right into what God has for you. So, so this, this is God's uh, best plan for every one of His children, that we would prosper and do well. And I'm going to live all the days of my life to tell the world that God is not a stingy, crabby, grouchy, ugly God looking to throw, you know, fiery darts at his people. But he is a God of love and acceptance and forgiveness. And he only has good plans in store for his people. But his people have got to get in cooperation with his plan. Oh boy, the amens got really weak. You were happy when I was talking about pushing you over the edge into the pools of prosperity. But when we talk about about the responsibility, everyone gets a little quiet. But you see, there is a responsibility attached 
uh, to uh, our, you know, our part in, in what we need to do in order to be cooperative with God. And this is where a lot of people, I think, really, really miss it. So we can talk about prosperity, but we do have to focus in on this little subject for a few minutes tonight. And that is, as your soul prospers, as your soul prospers. Now, from this verse, we understand that in order for the external things in our life to prosper, in order for our marriage to prosper, our families to prosper, our emotions to prosper, our finances to prosper, it is very much attached to this thought that our soul has to prosper first. So something has to happen in the soul of man before it can happen externally in this natural realm. And this is, the, this, is the, this is the part that is so crucial and so important that so many believers and so many Christians miss because they just don't understand this little sentence here, as the soul prospers. So we've got to focus in on this for a minute and discover, first of all, what the soul is. But uh, let's identify, first of all, because I've mentioned this, and I'm so happy that we're taking this time to really take your focus of attention to these verses. But I've mentioned to you that man is a three-part being. How many of you remember me saying that? Three-part being, right? We've been made in the likeness and the image of God, right? We have the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Well, man is very similar in his creation, although we're not, we're not deity by any sense of the word, but very much like made in the, in the likeness of God. Now, we are a three-part being. Man is a spirit, right? He possesses a soul, and he lives in a body. See, in the world, we have it all backed up. Now, with that, I want you to open up to 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 and verse 23, because I want to give you the verse. You need the verse, right? Whenever somebody says something to you, tell them, I want the verse. Show me the address where you're getting this information, because there's a lot of stuff that's being said that has no uh, roots in, in a verse. It doesn't come from a verse. It comes from man's emotions, from man's mind, from man's thoughts, but it does not come from the Word of God. So we want to establish everything that we're teaching in the Word of God, right? Come on, somebody give me a better amen. We can't just go on emotion. We can't just go on preaching. We've got to get some teaching in here because, you know, if your house is built upon the, you know, your life, which is referred to by Jesus as your house, if your house or your life is built upon the solid rock, which is the Word of God, when the storms come and the winds blow and the lightning flashes and the thunder crashes, your house is not going down. Your house is going to stand. Can I get a better amen than that? All right. So in 1 Thessalonians, we find this verse, very important verse, and I'll read it to you. It says, Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely. All right. So he's saying sanctify you completely. And may your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Well, there is our scriptural reference and evidence, one of them, that man is a three-part being. He is a spirit. You see, the real you is a spirit being. Did you all hear what I said? The real you, see, see, look at each other. Just take a look at the person next to you. That's not the real you. How pretty, look, Doug said, whoa, my beautiful wife, that's not the real you. Well, the truth of the matter is you didn't marry her just because she's externally beautiful, because she's internally beautiful. But the real you is not this, this, this external. This is a body. This is a house that the real you lives in. And that's why we shouldn't get hung up on the external. People, I mean, get so hung up on the external. And we've fought wars and done all kinds of things because people look at the exterior of man 
when really you should be looking at the real person, which is the spirit of man that lives inside this. This is just a house. We all have different size houses. Some of us have a one-story house like me. Some have skyscrapers. Some have bigger houses, smaller houses, slimmer houses, wider houses. Some have different color houses. But this is nothing other than a house. The real you lives inside of this house. Man is truly a spirit. When you die, what happens is that your, what happens? your body goes into the ground to decay, but your spirit is released to go be with the Lord. Now, your soul goes also with your spirit because your soul is very much a part of your spirit being. But it is distinctly different. It has a totally different function. So it says here in Thessalonians, we identify through this verse that man is a spirit, has a soul, and lives in a body. Man is a three-part being. But remember our verse. If we're going to prosper, the Bible says that our soul must prosper. Our soul must prosper first in order for everything external to prosper along with it. So this soul part of us, well, let me give you another, let me give you a, a, another verse so we can nail this down. Hebrews chapter 4 and verse 12. Um, very important verse, write it down. For the word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even, listen, piercing even to the division of soul and spirit. See how closely related the soul and the spirit are? It says that the word of God is so sharp that it can divide the soul and the spirit. The soul lives with the spirit, is part of a seated, that's probably a better word, seated with the spirit, but yet is distinctly different and has a different function. The soul is what has to prosper if everything else is going to prosper along with you. Is everybody with me? I don't want to lose anybody here tonight because this is really important. So it says, uh, piercing even the division of soul and spirit. And then it refers to the, the, the body of man because it says joints and marrow. The joints and the marrow refer to the physical part of man. So once again in this verse, we see very clearly the distinction between the spirit, the soul, and the body. Man is a three. See, you're a really complex being. Did I hear somebody, did I hear a husband say, see, I told you, you were, you were complex. <laughs> no, truly, you are a very complex being. But the problem is that we put so much attention, really, I'll tell you what, we, 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 go, we go soul deep. You ever hear that? Do you ever hear that term, it's only skin deep? Well, you know, for Christians... I say that we're only soul deep. We go from the, from the body to the soul and we never get past the soul to the spirit. If we truly, truly understood that we are spirit beings, we'd be paying more attention to our spirit and a whole lot less to our body. But we tend to flip it around and people tend to pay more attention to their bodies than they do their spirit. But the true you, the real you is your spirit. So, so again, we see this verse that clearly shows us the distinction between the spirit, the soul, and the body. In 2 Corinthians chapter 5, uh, verse 6, I'm just going to get these verses out, uh, then we'll go into some more stuff here. But 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 6, Paul writes this. He says, so we are always confident knowing that while we are, listen, at home in the body, where are we? At home in the body. So, so, wait a minute, wait a minute. If the real me, uh, if the, uh, let me say, most people think that the body that you're looking at is the real you, but Paul says, while we are at home in the body. So the real you isn't the body. 
the real you is the spirit that lives inside of this body. Is that confusing anybody? He says, while we are at home in the body, while we are at home in the body, the body isn't the real you. The spirit man within you is the real you. So the real you lives inside of this body. So while we are at home in this body, when we walk in this earth realm, this is the house that our spirit lives in. So he's making reference to this. He says, knowing that while we are at home in the body, we're absent from the Lord. The only thing that keeps us from the presence of the Lord, I mean the true presence of heaven, is this physical body. This physical body is what prevents us from walking physically with the Lord. But one day we know that we're going to shed this body and the moment this body dies, our spirit and soul are released and go to be with the Lord forever. All right, so, so now in 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 8, because it follows, he says, we are confident, yes, well pleased, rather to be absent from the body, to be present with the Lord. We would rather be absent from the body and be present with the Lord. So the real you, um, the minute this body dies, goes to be with the Lord. So we have to understand the distinct difference between the spirit, the soul, and the body. Man, man's spirit and soul lives inside this body, but this isn't the real you. That's why you should never judge a person by what they look like on the exterior. That's why you, you really sell yourself short. And you're really, you know, people judge people by the way they look, by their nationality, by, you know, their color, by their, their race or whatever it be. And that's silly. That's stupid. That's dumb. That's because the real you is not in this house. The real you is on the inside. And we miss up sometimes some awesome relationships and friendships because we look to the exterior instead of looking to the interior. Because the real you lives on the inside of this house. When we get to heaven, there's going to be no distinction. You realize that. Going to be no color, no races. There isn't going to be any gender when we get to heaven. See, we're going to be in our glory, you know, in in, in the state of glory. One day our bodies will come out of the grave and be resurrected just like Jesus' body. We don't have time to get into that tonight. But the Bible teaches that one day our spirits will be reunited with our bodies and our bodies will come out of the grave and be just like Jesus' glorified body when he rose from the dead on that Easter morning that we celebrate every year. So we are confident knowing that while we are at home in the body, we are absent from the Lord. So as long as the real me is in this body, is trapped in this body, although the presence of God is with me, I can't be in the actual physical presence of God because I'm trapped up in this body. So we understand by these verses that there is a distinct difference between the spirit, the soul, and the body. The spirit and the soul, are, I'm going to say it again so you understand it, live inside this body, are closely related. The soul is seated with the spirit. That's why it says, again, Hebrews 4, that the word of God is sharper than a two-edged sword to the dividing of the soul and the spirit because they are so close that it takes something that sharp to really distinctly make a division between it. So now let's just talk about the soul for a minute. Vine's expository dictionary of New Testament words gives us a definition for the word soul. Now the word soul, because we want to talk about the soul, because remember, as our soul prospers, so will everything on the external. So our attention needs to be on the soul. This is the key. If your soul can prosper, everything else 
and this outside realm will prosper along with it. How many of you are interested in prospering in every area of your life? All right. So we have to understand that it's the soul that has to prosper. So this is Vine's Expository Dictionary of New Testament Words. This is what he, he says. First of all, the word for soul comes from uh, the word suki, suki. It's spelled P-S-U-C-H-E. You might want to look it up in one of your concordances or whatever and get some more definitions, but this is Vine's definition. It means the seat of the intellect, the seat of the sentiment element in man, that by which he, listen, perceives, reflects, feels, and desires. Basically, the soul is that place that houses our will, our emotions, and our intellect, the thinking, reasoning part of us, the mind. Whoa. So that's where we, we get this uh, definition in short, when, when I give this definition, that the soul is the mind, the will, and the emotions. The mind of man, the will of man, and the emotions of man identifies the soul of man. Whoa. Has anybody had any trouble with their mind, their will, and their emotions? You see, when the Bible says that your soul is going to prosper, uh, uh, that the external things are going to prosper as your soul prospers, we identified now what the Bible is talking about. It's talking about your mind, it's talking about your will, and it's talking about your emotions. Something in this realm has got to change and prosper before everything else can prosper. Because I'm going to tell you what, it's usually your stinking thinking your resistant will from the, to the things of God and your, your emotions that usually cause all the disturbances and trouble in your life. How many people would agree with me? And it is the very thing that keeps you from prospering in the things of this realm, of this earth realm. It's the thing that gets in the way of every believer. So when we identify the, the, the soul, now we understand what it is that needs to grow. What it, need, what it is that needs to prosper or what it is that needs to abound, that needs to change. So we go to a verse that maybe um, some of you might uh, remember, but Romans chapter 12 and verse 2 puts it this way. Now listen, so how are we going to get our, our soul to grow? How are we going to get our mind, our will, and our emotions to grow? Well, I think you all know the answer, but let's go to the Word of God. Romans chapter 12 and verse 2 says it this way, and do not be conformed. All right, let me, let, me, let me give it to you this way. Do not be forced. Do not be pressured. Do not yield yourself. Do not allow the world to shape you. Do not be conformed to this world. And one, one, the NIV ver version says, to the pattern of this world. To the... To the you know, the shape of this world. Don't, don't, do not allow yourself to be patterned by the things of this earth, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. So right here we, we find the answer. We, we found one of the, the verses that gives us the answer to how our soul is going to prosper. My soul is going to prosper when my mind is transformed by the, you know, my mind is renewed by the Word of God, when my mind begins to change the way it thinks, the way it responds, the way it wants to act sometimes, when my mind, my will, 
and my emotions begin to line up with God's Word, that then is the evidence that my soul is prospering. And when my soul prospers, according to 3 John, everything on the external in this, in this natural realm is going to follow suit and begin to prosper along with it. So it says, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. I'm going to tell you why, folks, really, the, the bottom line to is we need, because one of the ways you can, you can um, define this or translate this transformation of the mind is getting a fresh supply. We need a fresh supply of better information in our brains if we're going to prosper in this, in this world, if, if we're going to prosper at every realm that, that God wants us to prosper. So be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Our mind needs an overhaul. Our mind needs a fresh supply because the information that most of us have is not doing us any good. The information that we've got in our cranial cavity is definitely not causing us to prosper. As a matter of fact, if you're not prospering in this realm, in every sense of the word, remember, because I said it's not just finances. It's all, we're talking about the whole full picture of prosperity. If you're not prospering, that means that there's something in the soul realm that needs to be transformed because it's either stinking thinking, silly emotions, something in, or your will is not willing, your will is not willing to conform to God's pattern or God's word or God's ways. You see, a person that, you see, like I could be talking about, we'll talk about the financial prosperity. I could talk about financial prosperity and point to the fact that the only way it's going to really happen is when you become a tither and a giver. But there will be people who are, who are not prospering in their soul because they will not give up the stinking thinking that prevents them from being a doer of the Word of God and giving tithes and offerings. And it's in that area that they need to have trans, transformation of their thinking they have to change the way they're thinking about their money, about God, about how it relates uh, to, to, uh, you know, to, to natural things and financial things. Otherwise, they're never going to prosper in the earthly realm. This verse clearly tells us that, that do not be conformed to the pattern of the world. That's why I think I said this a couple of Sundays ago or last Sunday, that there are too many Christians that are living under the world system and they wonder why they're not walking in the blessings of God because their soul hasn't prospered yet. Because they're still thinking, responding, their emotions, all this stuff, their will is more in line with the world's pattern than it is with God's kingdom and God's word. The key to prospering in this realm, in every sense of the word, is that my mind must be renewed. I've got to get a fresh supply. Actually, this word transform means a metamorphosis. It means a total and an absolute change. And that can only happen by the word of God. Because the Word of God is the only thing that has the power to change someone into something else that they weren't before. That's what a metamorphosis is. All right? So, do not be conformed to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. That's and the only way. See, remember, I think I said this last Sunday, is that Jesus said, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. As natural food sustains and builds the natural body... The Word of God sustains the soul, which affects the spirit and kind of goes back and forth. But the Word of God is what causes the soul to prosper and grow. Tune in again Monday afternoon at 2 for More Than Conquerors. 
If today's message was a blessing to you, ask for your free CD of the broadcast for a gift of any amount to help support this radio ministry. Just mail your request with your check to More Than Conquerors or MTC, P.O. Box 8187, White Plains, New York, 10602. Be sure to include the date of the message you're requesting. If ordering a complete Bible study series, a minimum love offering of $20 is appreciated. Identify the series and include the word series in your order. If you simply want to sow a gift into the work of the MTC Radio Ministry, go to livingwordchurch.org and click on the Give Online Radio Ministry tab. Or send your check to MTC, P.O. Box 8187, White Plains, New York, 10602. Pastor Ray invites you to visit Living Word Church in person or via their weekly live stream broadcast Sunday mornings at 11 a.m. But before we go, here's a final word from Pastor Ray. This is Pastor Ray Hegistilianos. It's always a privilege to share the life-saving, life-changing Word of God with you, our listeners. And today, as always, I trust that these messages are impacting your life in a very positive way. Remember that as life's challenges come, we are more than conquerors. This has been More Than Conquerors with Pastor Ray Hegistilianos and is provided by Living Word Christian Church, White Plains, New York.